Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scarlett. Guess what? What? It's episode 30. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. How you doing? Yeah, I'm not bad. Um, I th- You know what? Earlier today, I was thinking to myself, I'm really in need of like doing my nails and like a full at-home spa thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not the best at like keeping super manicured and all that well I do my nails regularly but everything else is like an as and when mm-hmm. I need to job and I was thinking maybe I should be one of those people who designates a day to all of that like a little pamper catch up and yeah like grooming yeah you know yeah I don't know I'll, I'll keep you posted <laughs> yeah I feel like for someone for a girl that me I'm um, like but for someone who's really into like I love makeup I love beauty like I love getting like I love having like good nails and all of that Mm. stuff but I'm also so low maintenance that I really can't be bothered as well yeah I'm this like weird torn like I know like a girl that I am often have like zoom meetings with like we'll joke about that they're like she doesn't know what's gonna turn up like I could literally be like bare-faced hair on top of my head like Mm -hmm basically still in my pajamas or in like a trackie because I wear those now <laughs> oh, oh full glam like full glam like, <laughs> hair done like got an outfit on like all of that stuff she's like I don't know which one is hurting it's up. gonna turn <laughs> out of the room yeah I know neither do I <laughs> I'm really that's the thing like I am a massive fan of like old Hollywood glamour and burlesque and all of that shit but I'm actually very I don't want to use the word lazy, but I know myself. I have to keep my general routine really low maintenance because then nothing gets done because I'm just not very good at like, you know, people who can spend hours doing their makeup, like you're that person. I can't as to me, as long as I look polished, do you know what I mean? That's like, that's my max. We we both did like art at school. For me, Mm. it's almost like painting, but I'm just doing my face. So I'm just playing, like I'm painting my face like that. And I get, yeah, Yeah. I get that. For me, like I've always done my nails. Like one of my earliest memories is me painting my nails. So that's my version of it. It's like, I'm a bit nail obsessed. I'm just terrible at doing my own nails. Like, terrible. Mm. I didn't think you were that bad. You've always... Like that, it's never that bad. But like, especially if I do a gel manicure on myself, because nail varnish falls off my nails, like regular nail varnish. Mm -hmm. I think because I cook a lot, like I do a lot of like, like hands-on stuff. Yeah, yeah. But gel is, and so gels. But I'm not good at like. 
after a day or two, it starts wanting to peel away at. Um, no, that's because your 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 tackers is wrong. I know, I know, <laughs> but this is the problem. So I have yeah. that problem. So yeah, this is probably the girliest chat we've ever had. Yeah, I um, think so. <laughs> it is. But yeah, I've actually spent the whole day talking about doing stuff with my hands. I've been painting and doing stuff like that being I've been grafting so I've got a beer because I feel like because you're a you're a real man yeah not even but like I just was like wine is not the right thing to do after like Mm. a hard day's graft I was like I want a nice beer a a cold Um, beer is is so satisfying exactly Mm. so yeah we basically had a hole in our bathroom wall and when I say a hole obviously not a hole but paint peeled away okay when my flatmate was trying to be like we were painting our flat just to make it look cleaner and blah 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 mm-hmm. and um she peeled away paint and it just kept going and we just had this hole in our wall of explode in our bathroom of explode exposed i can't say the word exposed, exposed plaster and mm-hmm. um, and it's been there for like eight months and i was like and i'm like currently like alone in the flat mm-hmm. so like, you know what yeah. It's meant to rain all day. I'm going to seize this opportunity. I'm a competent woman. Yeah. I'm going to fill this hole mm-hmm. and I am going to paint it and it's going to get sorted. And I've done it. You've done it. And I'm really proud of myself. Congrats. I don't even know what all the fuss is about. I could be yeah. a decorator these days. I, I'm the sort of, <laughs> like, you know me, I'm the sort of person who really likes a hands on project. Like I, I like to it. build things and make things. Found a and... YouTube video on how to do it. Yeah. Felt really confident with like oh my, my methods. The fact that you said yeah. that, you know, I follow um, <laughs> a, a plumber, someone's dad, <laughs> someone's dad's out there, and he's on TikTok. So he's like, <laughs> he you know how pinch of TikTok for plumbing. I, I think he's trying to be, but you know, on TikTok, how everyone's like CEO of blah blah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has CEO plumber on his. Bio. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, but. Yeah, everyone's, um, it's that lockdown life, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what, like, I think, like, don't get me wrong, let's not lock us down for the rest of our lives. Mm. But these are the kind of projects where, like, I probably wouldn't have done this because there would have been something better to do Mm. or um, all of that. But, like, I'm really self-accomplished right now. Like, I feel really good, Mm. like... I've, like, I've I've done a good job, if I can say so myself. Yeah, you can, yeah. so, no, it's a, it, yeah. it has like massive serotonin yeah. for me. Like I don't work out, but if I make something and I step <laughs> back and I'm like, I built that mirror. Or something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm um I'm flying high. Right, good stuff. So as we, usual, guys. Yeah, it is a sort of end of a end of a ten. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's our thirtieth episode. So and so, as per usual, we like to uh, mark every ten episodes with a slightly different format. And this one's a bit of a get to know us better, a bit of a Q and A to one another. Yeah, about sort of our careers, but also just life in general. That we thought, hey, you might want to get to know us a bit better. You and might not. Tough. <laughs> You're going to in this episode. <laughs> But I think yeah. also we've wanted to explain our, and we have sort of explained our paths into pa- fashion before, but mm-hmm. delving deeper into different issues and all of that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. So, should I fire a question at you, Mim? Um, 
before you do that, Ooh. do we want to talk about our joint oh. fashion story? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into our kind of questions about us, our, our get to know us tag, um, we have a joint fashion story this week. For sure. Because this is just so, so style of a substance podcast talk. Chanel has come out with their very own podcast. Do direct you think rivals we have to inspired us. it? <laughs> of course. Like, they were like, those girls. You know, they they know mention us all the about. time and our revenue is going up. So why don't we do it ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> of course they thought that. Um, so they've come out with their very own podcast. Now, I don't know how long standing this will be because I know that Gucci came out with a podcast, uh, 2019, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I did listen to a few of their episodes and it's very, it's very cultural and like, I don't know, like highbrow for me, (laughs) but it could be like a short running series of conversations and episodes and stuff for Chanel but who knows Chanel's podcast is called Chanel Connects and I thought this is very um this is a different approach for Chanel I think because very often you know they are the luxury brand that everyone knows everyone covers mm. but they don't actually disclose they a don't lot give much away about, yeah exactly we never know their, their sales revenues um we just don't really know about the inner workings of Chanel because they don't give that sort of information away And for them to do something which is inherently intimate, like a podcast, I thought was really different. And let's also bear in mind that Chanel doesn't even sell most of their stuff on their own website. So why they've jumped into the internet sphere, the digital sphere is beyond me. Maybe a big, big launch of that might be coming. Who knows? Mm. I, I also would be, I'm interested to hear how intimate and personal it feels I think the difficult thing about such an established and esteemed brand doing a podcast is that you kind of have to be like perfect. You know, it's like it's like celebrities and any influencers mm. these days that like you can't really take many steps wrong. Mm. And I think like there won't probably be much opinion. It will be very sort of factual. I'm sure it'll be very scripted yeah. because it just has to be. Yeah. They yeah. can't be like two plonkers like us. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, put I in think two about, cents into the world. <laughs> I think about the the level of quality we're bringing to this podcast. Sometimes when I'm in the shower, you know those deep thoughts, and I'm like, "Boy, it's not very good over here, is it?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so when the Financial Times kind of announced um this podcast they said that it will be a series that's bringing together some of the most celebrated talent from film art dance fashion music and to discuss the future of culture and contributions including edward edinfield pharrell williams tilda swinton kira knightley to name a few now besides kira knightley I'm excited about all the other people. <laughs> yeah, I imagine they'll probably have a lot of their muses on, and that's obviously mm, why she is yeah. on there. So, like, I imagine there'll be like a Kristen Stewart for mm-hmm. a while. Kaya Gerber was also like his yeah. muse for a bit, wasn't she? Like Pharrell Williams did a campaign with Carl at yeah. one point. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder how it'll be. I'm sure 
um it will be a hit to be honest it has to be i mean once they announce this and they come up with their first few episodes i'm sure they're going to get so many listens mm. to and there's going to be so many critics podcast critics youtube critics and you know and more putting their two cents into how they feel about the podcast. Again, I don't know how long it's going to run for. I can't imagine it being a permanent feature. I imagine it will have seasons. Like I think mm. like, you know, if they did like 10 episodes and then a, and then a break and stuff like that, but yeah, they haven't disclosed too much about it just yet. So we'll be sure to update you guys. Yeah. But a question to you that I have is I know they've given it quite a vague, I don't know, a vague idea of what they're going to be discussing. I mean, art and fashion is really, like, Mm. vague. What sort of approach do you think Chanel will take when it comes to having conversations with people who shape culture? Do you think they'll be disclosing maybe what they're doing in-house? Do you think they are going to take a political stance to things? Like... What do you think they're going to be bringing to the conversation as Chanel? I don't think they'll be very political. They never sort of have been. I think they might show, and it'd be great for them to have like one of the like chief seamstresses, like the like the head of um, atelier or couture. Yeah, or mm. like the couturier sort of team leader or somebody like that because actually when you've seen their documentaries they do show like the women like doing these mm-hmm. incredible things and it'd be really interesting to hear that that sort of that inner workings they've not been sort of shy about it Dior's shown a lot of inner workings so like we can only assume it's the same sort of actionelle as well like there's kind of a main way fashion houses run mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how much they will share because, like like we mentioned, Chanel is kind of synonymous with private. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And I think it's actually a real asset to them that they do that somewhat. Like, their Instagram is really, like, just kind of adverts, isn't it, the entire time. It's not yeah. too it's not very fresh it's very monitored and it's very um it's very curated no deliberate it's very deliberate everything they do yeah I'd be I'd be really interested what do you think to be honest I have no idea um I think we'll have to make it our homework to actually listen Mm -hmm. and do a recap but yeah I don't want anything that is too highbrow mm. and what I mean by highbrow is not I'm not saying that like they can't talk about cultural references and things that I don't know because I think that's amazing it's a chance for us to learn about um different types of culture but what I mean is I would like to listen to a podcast from a major fashion house whether it's Gucci or Chanel that has a sense of personality Mm. and has like laughter and fun and games and I don't know like a zest je ne sais quoi a zest for life or I don't know something more than just two people with posh French accents discuss Mm -hmm. the opera I don't you know what I mean like I'm looking forward to it but if I'm honest, I don't have high expectations in terms of whether I will mm. appreciate it and whether I will like it. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, also, before we go into the questions, um, have you been watching Bling Empire? No. Okay, I think you should go away and watch it. We can discuss <laughs> later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. But I have watched Bridgerton, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like the rest of the world. Yeah. We interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on Instagram, Starlaver Substance Pod. Shoot us an email, Starlaver Substance Peak at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter. We've got all the links on our Instagram. You know what to do. Are you ready for your first question? Yeah, go ahead. We're, we're both going to answer these questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Um, okay, yeah. One thing would definitely be, and this is in no way, shape or form limited to fashion mm. or anything, I wish that I knew how many ups and downs, left turns you're going to take. Nothing is promised. Nothing is linear. And no one else knows what they're doing. I wish someone just told me that. Like, what you... The most important thing you can do for your career is at least know what you want. Mm. And every day you chip away at that and you move closer towards that. But other than that, there is really no, there is no such thing as like failure as long as you're trying and your, your career is just not going to be linear. Mm. You know, I think I remember as you probably felt the same way, like you come out of uni and you think that you're going to get a good job and it's just going to be incremental from then, but it's not. It really isn't. And you often take steps back or take left turns or opportunities arise that you could have never calculated in a million years or mm-hmm. ever expected. And you just roll with it. Yeah. And that's just the that's just a career. I mean, very often we hear other people's careers, like famous people and stuff. And after the fact, once they are successful or famous or rich or whatever there's a very clear narrative as to how they got there. Really in real life, none of us know what we're doing. We just, we just arrive at places. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we look back and we're like, I would have never expected this for my life. Um, yeah. That's one thing I would have wished someone had told me and I would have actually appreciated earlier on. What about you? Mine's really similar. Actually. Mine is that no one knows what they're doing. Mm. like kind of how you said but like I I I wish that people sort of and I guess it's hard for teaching staff or people who kind of imply that you just go and you get a job and you just climb that ladder Mm -hmm. and whatever but I kind of and actually like I had a really thought I was on a really deliberate path but actually I just wish like more 
young adults would have said, I just kind of don't know what I'm doing. I still kind of don't even know what I want to be like that. We're all just like floundering. Like we're all just like, just trying to figure it out Mm. a step at a time. And like you said, I remember a piece of advice one of my dad's friends gave me was that like, you just, you just happen to be something like not you just kind of fall into something like that's like you can't plan life and you can try and make these things but like you said something might arise and you feel like you have to take it or like that opportunity doesn't arise that you think you deserve and you've just kind of got to maybe make a difficult decision of well I need to leave a company that doesn't appreciate me or blah 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 or you take a step towards something else because it's not happening there or whatever but I think that's kind of the truest thing of like just life life just kind of happens and yeah and no one really knows what they're doing like everyone's kind of unsure if the job they're in is what they want to do like and that's not everybody some people are really really happy with their jobs but I would Mm -hmm. say about 70% of people kind of are just making up as they go along or just yeah and I think especially in this day and age when you're told you can be anything and you can do anything (laughs) it's not helpful either it's not helpful that's why I think as I've gotten older I've learned that the best thing you can do is know what you want at least it's not to say that you won't get it but it makes life a lot easier in terms of like your direction and you're less likely to get confused and flustered and down on yourself you you're at least like you see a vision of Mm. what you want at least that for me helps but what I was going to say is especially in this day and age your job does not have to be your passion no (laughs) It can just be something you're good at or something that you're good at enough for someone to pay you to do. And you or it can could then... just be that that's what fits your life. Exactly. Like I've, I've literally just watched a comedy sketch show where the guy has this analogy about your life being a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And like that you have the corner sort of four pillars of whatever they mean, but might be like family, your job, your pastimes, your like friends and friends and stuff and then the middle bit is the core bit and that's like what completes the puzzle but that doesn't have to be your job that doesn't have to really be like that can be anything that can be like your cross stitch hobby in the evenings that could be like don't I know it (laughs) you know it it can be whatever you want your job doesn't have to be what Mm -hmm. defines you yeah um and it can just be what suits you if what suits your puzzle like if it means that you can be home by five and bath your kids and like Mm -hmm. you know all of that stuff I kind of I think I just wanted to like get out the blocks running and just like yeah I'm just gonna go get life I'm just gonna climb that ladder and I'm just gonna like do it and I'm just like didn't really question like that path or Mm -hmm. what happens if that doesn't go to plan yeah also really quick addition to what you said is that I also wish I had been exposed to the numerous job paths there are out there Mm. very often I'm just speaking from like our generation and older our parents or our teachers just give you the most obvious like a doctor or a lawyer Mm. or uh, an accountant or things which are really 
traditional. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with traditional paths. But also there are so many like jobs out there in fashion and outside of fashion that um, I just like, you would never have like thought of them, but mm. they pay well because no one's thought of them or they, they give you lots of flexibility because, you know, yeah. they are an underserved part of the industry or whatever. So yeah, just, um, I wish maybe I'd done a bit more homework in terms of, the options out there yeah and I think for younger people now I think that's it's way more obvious and that information is readily available and I also think the world of working has moved significantly to like cater for different flexibilities mm-hmm. um one final sort of comment from me as well as um I just I don't know how it can be done but I wish people told you what a job involved as well. (laughs) Like, not that like, and like, I'm not shy of hard work. It's not in that respect, Mm, but like, say you're a fashion designer. Does that mean your drawings like five days a week? No. So like what makes up those five days? Like, and it's the same as like, I don't even know, like being a doctor you're treating patients sure like certain parts of the time but there's also a hell of a lot of paperwork like Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it's like all the stuff that like yeah you've told me the best bits of the job but I actually want a full picture um of what it entails and I kind of don't think and it's the same with like if someone's a lawyer you like imagine them in court all the time not that they spend hours reading or like you know all of that stuff I think um a fuller picture and I guess again like you said part of that maybe is naivety for me that I didn't research that more but I also think that information should be even more readily available than it is um because like you Mm. said you'll just read a book and it tells you like yeah maybe things have changed now but I I feel like every young person wants to be like a youtuber yeah someone who sells like cheap trackies online (laughs) teeth whitening (laughs) products yeah 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 um this one's a bit of a tough one. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? And now I don't think I believe in failures. Okay. So, but like what's something that was difficult? Let's sort of reword it of what's something that was difficult and like how you learned from that. Okay. One thing that stands out to me that really at the time was a massive kick in the teeth for mm-hmm. me and I had to actually like recollaborate to get over it. Is um, I started a master's <laughs> years ago, and um, it was very much in keeping with the degree that I did. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with it, honestly. I moved to a different city, which was fine because I loved it there, but it was. I struggled with the course Mm. I really did and I ended up dropping out and I knew that I wasn't going to go back to it and I at the time I wished that I I don't know how to word it but I was enough or I was capable enough to have finished the course and stuff like that Mm. and you also think to yourself like you know like I was lucky enough that my parents were able to support me through the the months that I was there doing this course, like I was extremely lucky. 
And at the time I knew I wasn't doing well and I just could not let my parents continue to pay um, for a course I knew I couldn't finish. Mm. Like even if I got into the end of it, I knew that I couldn't let them pay because masters are expensive, you know, and the accommodation, everything with it. For me to get to the end of the 12 months, do my assignments and everything, and I'd failed (laughs) and they'd spent all that money, I couldn't do it. So um, I did leave and I felt bad about it, honestly. I, I, that was like, that was like the biggest, like at the time, a really big failure. Like, don't feel sorry for me. It's fine. But it was a better for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a massive like learning curve and especially like that is, yeah, there's a lot riding when you take on a master's and all of that stuff. And it's the, also it's like something that everyone has to learn in life. You have to meet failure yeah face face it you know dead on and that for me was it and um so yeah what did I learn from it um nothing no (laughs) um maybe it would be you there's nothing wrong with saying like throwing in the towel yeah I think it's always good to take time after it to like recollaborate and think about what do you want to then go on to pursue. And I think it's more about like, just, I think more that I, that I learned from the experience is like how to be kind to yourself Mm. and how to like bounce back. Do you know what I mean? Um, That would be my, my biggest takeaway from that experience. What about you? Um, Again, like I don't really believe in the word failure because in like the bohemian sense, we learn from it and we yeah. move on and we grow, like don't regret stuff. It's just not worth it. Not in this lifetime. Yeah. Um but so like and this also isn't my own failure, but I definitely felt like it was at the time. So I got made redundant from one of my jobs and I was mm. there for a really long time and I just felt like I just completely felt like I'd been fired because Mm. I think there's a cultural thing where I didn't even know how like regularly redundancies happen in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, but the word sort of, if someone loses their job, you feel like they've been fired and it's something to be almost embarrassed about that you were the person chosen or whatever. Yeah. It's personal. Um, And yeah. And I, I felt it was really personal. It was handled terribly. So that's also a different thing of it but I also I think the biggest lesson it gave me and also by the way anyone listening if you made redundant that isn't a failure like but at the time I felt like I had really like I just took it so personally um because I had worked for this company for a long time I'd like interned there like I had given quite a lot to this company over the years and like, especially when you give, like, if you think about it, when you give someone free work, like, mm. and you then like, and you know, like, and then you stay there and you want to build yeah. your career there and all of that kind of thing. And like, I don't know. And it, you were invested in that I company. I was super invested yeah. in that company. Like I could have left so many times, but just like was really believed in it and the people and everything. So I felt so jaded by it. But I remember, and I think I've mentioned this before on here, but 
I always refer to him as like one of the most bitter sort of like pessimistic people I've ever met but I think this piece of advice is brilliant Mm. that no company will show you the loyalty that you show them back Mm -hmm. so like don't like don't get too invested because Mm -hmm. when it all is said and done they will make those hard decisions to make you redundant or like cancel your contract or whatever the things are like they will do those things and that kind of I I learned that sort of the hard way that I was so emotionally invested and I don't think I'll ever do that again and I also think it was a youth thing it was like one of my first jobs yeah it's all of that as well but I don't think I'll ever have that like and like I am somebody if I'm in a job like I'm there but Mm -hmm. I now like keep myself a bit more like when it's all said and done Mm. like I don't get a cut of this, so why am I like <laughs> yeah, putting yeah, my hat yeah. a bit too far in or something? <laughs> yeah, very often redundancies are just a business decision. Mm. Like if you've been there and you've passed probation, they obviously think that you're good enough to do the job. Yeah. They're paying you. You've been there, yeah. you doing the job. They haven't complained about you. So it's not really that you have done something to yeah, trigger Yeah, it's normally this. a financial decision. And actually, exactly. I think he told me that he'd been made redundant like 10 times. And he was like a guy in his like 50s. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it, maybe it wasn't that high, but I just remember him saying a number of times where I was just like, mm. God, like I thought, and then I kind of had the realization that, the, especially the way the world and business is now, it's evolving so quickly. Like, I bet everyone at some point in their life will face redundancy like because it's such a hard a hard thing to be in business these days and with the ever evolving like now you've got to have a podcast as well as like Instagram and Twitter potentially to be relevant like and then one day like maybe Instagram's not relevant or like it's it's ever evolving Mm. um but yeah yeah um well that was I think the biggest thing that you can take away from failure is knowing once you've been through it is knowing that I will always bounce back from it like it's it sucks when Mm. it happens and it's draining and it's emotional and all of those things and some days you feel fine about it and the other days you don't yeah but then deep down in yourself you're like I've been through something similar before and, and actually you do just keep you know, going you yeah. do just keep going you do find another job like the and like yeah there's options and it's actually I remember when then in another company I worked at people were being faced with it mm. and I was like I'm telling you now and it's like one of those things where like older people or people who like think they're really wise <laughs> definitely me at times um, <laughs> yeah. always do where I'm like trust me if you get made redundant it will be the best, like, like whatever the outcome is, it will be the best thing that's happened to you because you'll have, you have to deal with it. Yeah. But like, you have sooner or later, like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it opens the door to maybe another opportunity or maybe it shows you that I've had to go get a job at like Costa and gosh mm-hmm. that's not as bad as I nearly thought it would be to do in my mm-hmm. head like mm-hmm. and actually there's nothing shameful about taking a few steps back to reevaluate and like there's no shame in like 
any way someone earns money and I think Mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. yeah that's a really helpful thing as well we get so taught to like I've got to have like this job with purpose it's like no No, I bet you there are people pulling pints cleaning toilets whatever might be considered like lesser jobs Mm -hmm, and I don't mm -hmm. mean and I don't actually think any job is lesser. Mm-hmm. But we're so much happier mm. you chasing some dream yeah. like every day grinding your nuts for like yeah. no appreciation. 100%. I'm a big believer in as long as you as an adult can pay your bills yeah. and pay for your food and, and you can pay for what you want to do. The and life you ask, want. Yeah. yeah. And not have to ask for permission and ask for what you want then fuck it. Like, that's all you need, really. Like, of course, we don't get me wrong. I like fancy things. I want to travel <laughs> and all of that stuff. But really, as an adult, if you can support yourself, that there is no shame in the job that no. you're doing. In the means, um, like, in the means of getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. What advice would you give to somebody wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Um, (laughs) uh, advice um I would say that soft skills are really important Mm -hmm. um don't be that cow at work and you know have proper people skills Mm. and like good negotiating and you know interrelational skills all of that is really important I think it it always helps to look into what technical skills you can get. Mm-hmm. That's only ever going to help you, whether that's like maths related Excel spreadsheets or like um, uh, Adobe kind of design software skills that you can get or anything like that. Um, I think that that's, Almost like the skills you acquire through your own volition is going to be more important than the ones you learn at school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, my my um, advice is think about what skills you're, you're genuinely good at mm-hmm. and skills that you... And, and sort of jobs that appeal to you and evaluate why they appeal to you. Like, for example... Uh, like let's say 20 years ago being an editor at a magazine was like a really coveted job Mm -hmm. because they had so many perks and they could expense all this stuff and they could be invited to fancy um, events and parties and stuff and it was not really because of the actual work that they do it was like all the other perks around it so if you wanted if you say like oh I want to be an editor at a magazine in 2021 I'd be like don't But what is it about that job that you actually like? Because you could get those sorts of perks or benefits or aspects to a job in other fields or in other positions, for example. Um, So, yeah, really evaluate what it is you really want. Um, And then ask people who are doing the job that you want. Like, Mm. I... I was talking to our mutual friend Izzy the other day and I was like, she thinks I'm this massive like LinkedIn like fangirl for LinkedIn and I'm not, but <laughs> I will look at people's profiles and I will look at like how they, how long they were at a job and 
what job they did and what company they did it for and stuff. Nowadays, it's easier than ever to get really nosy about people's careers. Mm-hmm. And so once you know what you want to do and for what reason, just start looking at people's LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they get there? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my advice would be, I'm going to kind of make it, I guess, more design, creative related is get a lot of experience. And actually, I would say this in any job, um, but in design and stuff, you actually need that to even get close to getting a job. Mm-hmm. But I would, like, as boring as it sounds, and 16-year-old me is like, mm, working experience, like, nah. like, I just want to have fun. But actually, go and see what a day-to-day role of that job is, because it might not be what you think it is. Like if you really like maths and you think you want to be in finance, maybe you actually spend so much time using really old fashioned software or actually you don't do much time using your mind and doing maths. You spend it emailing all the time. Like I think it's the best advice I would give to anybody in any career like or setting out is, either find someone who does it and ask them what is their day-to-day and or like if you can experience it for yourself because that's invaluable just knowing what is actually involved in a job because I think people just don't really realize sometimes I definitely don't like Mm -hmm. the amount of people tend to be men who will ask if designing just is oh were you coloring in all day no. Colouring in. Mm. Why would I be colouring in? First of all. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like people have this idea of like, oh, I bet that's like the dream job. And it's like, well, every job has its pitfalls. So you need to learn like what are the kind of pitfalls that you can withstand. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, should we do like one more intense one maybe? Okay. Yeah, my wine's run out, so it's, oh. so get all the bad ones in first okay. before I start sobering up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what is a common myth about your profession or j- jobs in general that you think you want to debunk? Um, I can say okay. mine. I would say I don't color in all day. <laughs> and off the back of that I would say having been in like merchandise and buying teams is that those roles are more important than yeah design roles (laughs) and I don't as just as important just as yeah Yeah, that's true yeah I didn't didn't mean to say it like design is not important I want to rephrase myself no but there are it's very much driven that make out like design is just the gods and everything else succumbs yeah like everything is driven by the artistic flair of the designer or the creative designer or something Mm. and very often it's down to the insight that a merchandiser has to say this has sold really well this silhouette Mm -hmm. this colorway this pattern this whatever and this is the direction that we want to um see 
or we expect to see most of our sales being mm-hmm. driven towards in the coming years. So do more of that. And yeah. so it's it's not just about um, what like amazing product they can come up with, but it's really about where do we see our sales coming from in the next few years? And that's yeah, it's like- definitely a collaboration. I mean, the last company um, that I worked at was definitely completely led by the merchandising team they would come up and tell us we need these types of bags for this collection because of like the way we've seen what is going on or that's we've identified we don't have that bag but other brands like us do um and so yeah it's definitely not like someone just sits there imagining designs and they're allowed to happen like they're much more purposeful for sure like there's a lot of research that tends to go into that um some places more than others but (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) yeah and then I don't know what actual myth I would say sort of about design stuff but actually I would say that I've had like very different experiences on the point that you were talking about of like in one place where the design totally led everything it was all about the design and yes we did try and want it to fit categories but we weren't just going to tick a box it was so much more about the design and it had to be true to the brand and so the designers were kind of quite important in the company whereas another brand I worked at we actually weren't we really weren't considered that important and I remember somebody like oh like in another company I worked at like designers are worshipped like blah 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 and I was just like oh well we aren't here like we literally are just like um yeah. by the by so um yeah it's quite a mixed bag um but yeah I don't really know I guess more that yeah there's much more than coloring in and all of that mm. stuff <laughs> who would have thought who would have thought really I mean an equally similar piggish comment I once got and I will remember this comment until literally my deathbed because I couldn't I couldn't understand well I couldn't understand but I couldn't believe it I literally it was like freshest week at uni and like our halls had like everyone was getting to know each other and some guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, like, so what do you study? And I was like, oh, I study fashion design. He was like, oh, so you must be not so bright then. <gasps> and I was like, it, and that's such a common myth to debunk that like, that if you're creative, you're not intelligent. Mm. Like people who aren't using maybe their brain, quote unquote brain for a job, um, A, you are in a different way, but and mm-hmm. you are still using it. Mm-hmm. Um, like that it like make out like that's your only option it's like if a footballer like oh it must be because like you kind of have to be a footballer because you can't get like a normal job mm-hmm, or, like all mm-hmm, these silly mm-hmm. things and I literally was like I'm sure I got better grades that's so funny like, because you could be on a an economics course economics is very highly yeah. respected but you could fail your course do you know that like, like the yeah. person who's talking to you oh yeah I'm starting to be a doctor okay how far in that course will you get though like yeah. who's to How say well you're any smarter you than me exactly like, yeah, like what if I get a first and you get a two two like exactly kind of a thing um so yeah it's definitely not a career for someone who 
is stupid. Yeah. But if you're stupid, then good for you. Uh, <laughs> we all have our gifts, guys. We all have our gifts, for sure. Um, okay, so shall I do more of a lightning round of non mm-hmm. non-ish work-related light? Let's see. Um, okay. I thought this was a nice one. So I'm going to do maybe ones more about like our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that's quite nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so where did we meet for those who don't know? Where did we meet? Yeah. Um, we met when we were 10 years old in year seven, our first day at secondary school and our desks were quite near each other because of our surnames. I think you've mentioned this before yeah. and I'm not about to tell the story that you no, keep, you know, I won't tell it. Gonna no. do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we met. We met on our first day at year seven in our secondary school. Um, yeah, that's it. We were in the same class because yeah. our, the, the way our school worked was there were four classes per year group. Mm-hmm. And we happen to be in the same form. Yeah. And do you have a favourite memory of us together? (laughs) Um, There's a lot of memories, to be honest. Like, from thinking that we spent too much time together, so we used to spend (laughs) half of our day trying to avoid each other. Times we spent uh, painting. um, Times... Things are flooding back. Oh, God. Um... Uh, <laughs> just one flooded into my mind. There used to be a girl who came from Israel. Remember? Oh. <laughs> okay, so there was this girl who was like a family friend of another friend of ours who was in our class, and I don't know why, but she was there for a couple months in our class, and she was just—I don't know why we spent so much time with her. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then what's another memory? We were just really goofy, guys. We were really, really goofy, goofy people. And you know what? I think that is the biggest, I don't know, biggest thing I appreciate from the school or the type of school yeah. that we went to because I appreciated the ex- the the different experience that I had at my secondary school that a lot of other kids that I came into contact with at uni in our first year of uni did not have that same experience. Um, We didn't have to have any false pretenses. Yeah. The freedom to be yourself Mm. and to be stupid and to be goofy and to be uh, just like weirdos really (laughs) sounds stupid, but it builds a sense of character. Oh, for sure. I remember mm -hmm. like, I remember people at my uni finding it like, quite unusual that I was really comfortable being quite quite goofy and odd yeah and they were just like oh like how come I was like oh you like you guys don't just show like (laughs) yeah full disclosure guys Scarlett and I we went to all girls schools yeah so I just have to put out there because otherwise this doesn't make sense yeah like you were just surrounded by girls who used to be like pulling up their tights in the corridor in front of like (laughs) a hundred other girls like oh yeah my, my tights are slipping or well, there's something in my butt crack and you just used to like... sort it out there and then exactly yeah I, I think mm. my favorite memory or one of um of us together is whenever like we would just find the weirdest ways to entertain ourselves 
and we have one thing that I feel like is unspeak. Well, we have many things that we probably should never speak of. Never. Which is was so bizarre. But we used to like perform the song Stand <gasps> By Me. We used to get up in like in lunch break, isn't it? In yeah, front oh, of the whiteboard. We used to like... perform to our class, but like just if we weren't feeling PE, we would just start like singing and I remember this just one day we sang like stand by me like <laughs> I don't the- remember this. <laughs> and we were just like instead of playing tennis or whatever we were meant to be doing that day we were just decided we were going to stand at the side of the courts and just sing <laughs> and like oh, we were just weird performers together I'm surprised we're not both not like musical theatre stu- I mean yeah. a, I'm severely lacking the talent of singing for that but we were performing monkeys for sure Oh God! And you Class. know, we used to get we used to, a... just have to we used to get crowds. What? Oh my God! Seriously, I don't remember this bit. I don't know we why. Have... No, but like not not then when we used to do our um, classroom performance. Oh yeah, the classroom we used to get crowds. Ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny because none of our teachers ever used to give us shit about no. it. Like we would just skate, but I think it's because we were like we would actually like do our work and well, stuff. We being no- like I think that's the thing like we weren't naughty we, weren't naughty. we were just a bit bizarre <laughs> you just show ponies that's all yeah um, exactly yeah we have a lot of memories I mean we've been on holiday with each other a few yeah. times um we spent extensive time with each other's families don't know if that's a good or a bad thing on my part <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um awesome. okay then oh what would you do if you won the lottery, Mim? You know what? I recently saw... This is my favourite game to play. I recently saw... Was it, a, was it a YouTube video or something? And it was about... Probably knowing you. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know, it's really bad. Um, and it was about people who's recently won the lottery. And for some people, how it's been like a curse. And for mm. other people, it's been really good and like whatever. So that's really... Uh, interesting what would I do okay I would like save a lot invest a lot probably like buy my siblings a house I have lots of siblings but I'd only do it for two of them (laughs) um who you are (laughs) yeah um uh what else would I do I would just like have like a banging all-inclusive holiday every year um I'd definitely be one what well, I'd like to think I'd be one of those people who puts a lot of my money in like investments mm-hmm. so that I'm like living off the interest yeah. every year um what else would I do I would definitely obviously buy a house and like just completely decorate it in crazy ways um I would get a pro- I'd probably buy a Porsche 911 <laughs> yeah yeah it could be secondhand it depends how much I win how much would yeah. I win I'm talking like let's go just massive like Euro millions. Okay, yeah. So I'm buying a Porsche 911, and then I might if I really, 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 really wanted to be reckless, I would buy a Mercedes G wagon because they are like petrol guzzlers. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just like really, it would be a holiday thing. Lots of holidays, trying to live off the interest of my money. What else would I do? I think I would like to, if I were to do something like philanthropic, it would be to provide um, like feminine hygiene products 
and contraceptive contraceptives i mean to women who are like in developing countries like period shame is like it really impedes a lot of young girls from going to school and it's so small but i think it makes such a big difference to have like we know as as we've said before we went to all girls schools (laughs) and i mean we talked about periods and stuff but I can't imagine what it's like to kind of like come of age and mm. being in a mixed school. Yeah. And especially being um, from a background where you can't afford to buy pads and tampons yeah. like all the time. Um, so definitely I would put my money in that. I think it's like small, but really mighty in terms of causes. Oh, I like that. What about you? Um, mm. So one of the first things I think I would do Mm-hmm. hand in my notice at any job I was in oh. oh yeah and I'd probably do it wearing a Chanel suit what the hell like I like that yeah. oh like. shit that's good <laughs> um but yeah I think I would do that and purely for the fact of I think the most like purposeful thing if you eliminate the worry of money is just to find something that you just really enjoy and it doesn't matter if it brings you money and like ultimately money isn't everything but I want to pay my bills I want to be able to go on holiday mm-hmm, all of mm-hmm. that stuff so yeah. um so yeah I probably would do that for sure I'd like invest stuff and buy a house um and all of that kind of a thing I'd really like to buy my dad an Aston Martin Mm. I always told him I would do that as a kid and I had no idea that like I wouldn't be ridiculously wealthy. <laughs> all you that, just you, assumed all that, you, that you'd have the money. No, well, I more I didn't realise A how much cars cost and B that like <laughs> you had to be ridiculously wealthy to own one. Mm. Um but I always said I would do that to repay him for everything he did for me as a kid. Um but yeah, I think I would just like try and make people that I cared about comfortable yeah um and yeah I don't really know I think I would try and either have an investment of several homes to make money off of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or like you said sort of invest it in a way that then whatever I decide to do in life like I'm sorted and like it can kind of have a have a longevity Mm -hmm. and to be honest I'm I haven't really thought of a philanthropic option um that makes me feel terrible no it's um <laughs> your charity is your family <laughs> yeah but like they're not that deserving like, yeah they're okay mm-hmm. um if I were to do something like that I don't know what I would do you know um there's just there's I think the hardest thing is there's just so many causes that are worthy and it's really hard like I've touched wood I've been really lucky that I haven't really been affected by a lot of like losing people and loved ones to like mm-hmm. an illness where like something really like is my passion to raise mm-hmm. money for mm-hmm. touching wood and all of that but I guess it would be to something an organization like that if that if that occurred or something like that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah I definitely and I'm definitely maybe to do with women because I'm such an advocate for like girls man mm-hmm got a back to the corner and like that what would be your lavish expense because i talked about buying a g-wagon so so i'm not that bothered about cars to be honest like yeah maybe i'd get a nice car 
My, I think my lavish, lavish expenditure would be on like fashion. I think it, I think I'd go on a real spree. Yeah. Like I think I'd like, yeah, I'd really be like, put it on my tab at Chanel or that kind of a thing. Um, but like, that's all stuff at the end. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of that thing of like, at the ultimately it's all just stuff. Um, yeah. I think it would, my main mission would probably be to, whether my love of life forever is painting or like something mm-hmm. silly, like just being yeah. able to do that. I like... definitely think you have to have a hobby. Yeah. Like we're lucky enough that both of us have hobbies and yeah. we kind of like nurture them anyway. So it's a given, yeah. but you can't like, even if you're a pensioner and you retire, still you work. still need yeah, to have yeah, yeah. something, whether it's like you set up your own business or whatever. Also, I want to add that I would I would maybe do like little, like I would do savings accounts or trusts for all my nieces and nephews, mm. the whole gang, all of those little ones. Yeah. Yeah. Set them up with just like a little something for when they come of age. Mm, yeah. Um, which feels like a really old fashioned saying, but um, <laughs> when they come of age. Um, some of them, some of mine, they've only got like a year to go. Yeah. That's not going to happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Crazy. Yeah, I need to start playing the Euro Millions though to be able to win it. I think I do. Yeah, same. I've gotten I I've had a few occasions where I have this real Hold like Hold on, I'm really sorry. I don't want to be stupid, but can we play the Euro Millions after Brexit? Is it still a thing for us? I've no idea. We better we best have lost that. <laughs> I'll be revolting in the streets. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I assume so. Um, I, yeah, I assume so. We'll, we'll soon see when we're not allowed to play it. Oh, I just googled it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, um, I'm, I play it, and I have so much confidence in myself winning that it's actually really damaging. Like, I know it actually really is. I really back myself. And a few times I've had that email from Euro Millions and I didn't realize they did that for like any winnings that you get. And I remember there was one day I was like doing the slog of a commute and I was on the train and I see I've got an email from Euro Millions and mm. I was genuinely ready to get off the train. I was like, ah! I'm not going to work today. I was like, I turn <laughs> this thing around. I don't need to be going to work today. And I won like £3.24. Oh. And I was, I didn't realise that they emailed you for that kind of yeah, amount they, of money. Yeah. And mm. I was, I genuinely like started like hyperventilating on this train only to realise oh I hadn't God. even got my, my ticket probably back. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Can we do it? Yeah, we can. Yeah. It's, um, it's between like Thank France, yeah. <laughs> France, Spain, and the United Kingdom's their own, you know, like betting right. company. So United Kingdom's Camelot is part of that thing. I mean, they had um, yesterday, not giving the date of recording away, but yesterday they had a draw. So yeah, mm. we can still play. We still have a chance. Yes, because for me, the lottery. No, it's all about your millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the big money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you hear about it more. I don't know why. It's just because it's more money, I suppose. Yeah, 
Yeah, one day. I also, mm-hmm. let me add this to my lottery story. I wouldn't reveal my name. A hundred percent not. Why would you do that? I would not be standing there with a cheesy smile and a big fat chair. Oh my God, you're asking I don't even it. know if I would tell many people. I remember Mm-mm. asking my dad like the question of, oh, like, what would you do if you were on the lottery? And I think he was kind of like, well, I wouldn't want to because like, I don't want to lose my my peers. You know, like mm. I'm happy with my friends. I don't want to be the guy where they're like, oh, I don't want to go out for dinner with him because it's going to be an expensive dinner or like, you know, you would, I wouldn't want it to change attitudes or anything like that. And I'm not going to suddenly like be paying for everybody either. Mm. So like, I, I think I'd keep it to a like, I would definitely like move to like, you. I would definitely move to the countryside or something. Get a ranch. Oh yeah. Oh, like just lots of land. Yeah. 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 I'm that sort of person. I think, um, but, you know, when you do come to the city and see your friends, of course, you just pay for their meals. I, ju- I just don't think it should be a discussion if you've won the Euro Millions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but don't... money disappears, you know. Money does disappear. It does. Well, then just don't go for dinner for th- with them often. <laughs> Sorry, Apparently, Scarlett. that's what Alan Rickman used to do. So he's been, he's, it was the anniversary of his like five years of, of when he passed away. Mm. And apparently whenever he would go out for dinner, he'd like prearrange it with like the restaurant or whatever mm-hmm. that like the tab was taken care of mm. because like, and every time any of his friends would protest, he was just like two it's words, done. Harry Potter, yeah. like, <laughs> like if I've got like more money than I know what to do with for being yeah. in that franchise. Like it's not even a problem. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I was like that's quite cool that's yeah. quite cool to be able to and also to like not even be like trust me I'm loaded he's like I lucked out I'm in a Harry Potter like mm-hmm. it's um yeah I mean I think uh, okay we can move on to this from this question in a second but I think that whether you have millions upon millions or you have nothing at all that you should feel confident that those you associate with anyway are there for you and they're not trying to just get a cheeky meal like a cheeky Nando's out of you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because you're rich. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that, you know, the 10 friends I have <laughs> mm-hmm. um, wouldn't be taking advantage of yeah. me regardless. So, yeah. Exactly. And I guess our final question, because we've rambled on, I'm sure. Mm. is if you were president of the world for a day oh my god what would you do what law would you maybe pass what like is there something you would try and do maybe it's your period products maybe it's (laughs) my line of feminine no i'm I'm not meaning it like in that way at all but maybe it's that you Um, make sure that's readily available Um, yeah i was president of the world um I would like to think okay if I were like first off if I were like god or something you know like <laughs> a supernatural being I'm getting rid of covid cuz you know we're over that yeah. that's so 2020 and then <laughs> if I were president of the world <laughs> um I would try to eradicate corruption Ooh. this is very much my like miss universe you know i'm on the stage answering my big world questions i would try and eliminate corruption 
because I think that that is the stem of like inequity in the world Mm. um and there are so many countries out there which are so like wealthy in whether like natural resources or people or talent or whatever and you know people are just being like left out of prosperity um yeah I just think that that makes it makes it really difficult for a lot of people to have a fair shot at things Mm. um but then I think it's really hard to tackle corruption because all those who are involved in the corruption are really powerful people. Mm. They might like assassinate me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what about you? So mine was along a similar path of sort of trying to attain a general equality um, and that all like passing a law that like, um if someone is doing the same job be they black or white be they male or female mm-hmm. it's illegal to not pay them the same or something mm. like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i also think an unfortunate thing is we don't live in communism and equality like kind of probably will never be achieved in certain Mm. like aspects of not even if it's to do with sexism or race but there's always going to be people less fortunate like Mm. there kind of has Mm. to be um but I think in the deliberate senses of where people are making conscious decisions Mm -hmm. to penalize somebody for their sex or their race Mm -hmm. um no deal no like that's gotta go any more questions that was our last one I think that's the last one we've been talking for like what feels oh. like forever. Thank you guys again for listening to us for 30 episodes. Most of you haven't been listening to all 30, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, we've really been feeling the love recently. Um, more yep. listeners, um, more likes on our Instagram and everything. And we really hope that you've enjoyed the episodes that we've done thus far. We've got a few little special projects Mm -hmm. coming up for the next 10 um you know we like to switch things up every 10 for some reason so yeah thanks again for listening to us um i've been mim and i've been scarlet and we'll see you next week thanks guys peace Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.